1: hello hello <clears throat> podcast network Asia network Asia
2: one always see how you can add and not subtract no and regardless of entrepreneurship any any relationship I always want to give more than i take the other thing is good people like you said earlier attract good people you want to elevate and have like-minded people around you i guess evil also attracts evil which is you know politics
3: um, but
2: yeah i think i think good people attract good people and lastly don't ask don't get everything that we've done wala nang pare you you only realize this when you're at the lowest of the low but people really want to help out don't be ashamed to reach out for it and and like, I mean, how did I build this this, this, why do we have this, such a great team of people is because I asked for help, I didn't put a post on on Street or on Calibre I need awesome people. I reached out and I asked for advice. So don't be afraid to ask for help, like I do
3: with you, <laughs> all the time. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you are watching here in the Philippines and from all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Are they willing to share their success secrets with the rest of us? How have they innovated? How have they pivoted? How have they evolved their businesses during this pandemic? But more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in our now normal? Is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please drop me a line. Let me know. I would love to have them here on the show. I would love to pick their brains. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Penas TV, and now the Bounce Back Network. Tonight, a guest who I've known for many, 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 many years. He is a chief marketing officer of PackWorks, which is a mobile-first super app and multi-sided marketplace B2B ecosystem for entrepreneurs. It sounds like a lot of jargon, and our next guest, Eva Bernardo, the Chief Marketing Officer of PacWorks, will unpack what PacWorks is all about. But the more important thing about, about PacWorks is that their goal is to promote our micro of the micro entrepreneurs, our nanopreneurs. Our nanopreneurs are the why behind why PacWorks have gained several recognitions from award-giving bodies all over the world, particularly from our good friends, uh, the Techstars Fintech Accelerator in 2021, and the best startup by JICA. That's the Japanese, I believe, Japanese agency, McKinsey Ninja Accelerator. So can I please call here right now my very good friend, Iba Bernardo. Iba, thanks for taking the time out to join us here. Hey, RJ. Thanks for having
2: me, man. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, Uh, You are like one of the hardest working entrepreneurs out there doing a million things. Half of them are ridiculously innovative. The other are incredibly successful. And in the middle, the ones that kind of mix are successful and innovative. So I love Thanks, talking man. to you, man.
3: I love that, man. Thanks so much. You will get the commission later on after our podcast is over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: And, and then just one thing I want to say about Eva as well, since, This is going to be a mutual admiration type of thing going on. It was Iba who first turned me on to the idea of how startups work because, you know, I came from a very traditional business background and Iba was, you know, he was going out in another direction which I didn't quite understand. So it took me a lot of exposure to to learning about it from his own businesses. And later on during this discussion, Iba will unpack also the different startups which led him to create Packworks. And I think it's going to be very, very insightful as he discusses his own tech startup entrepreneurial journey. But more importantly, Iba's a guy who likes to give back. But the nice thing that I see across all the different businesses that he's doing is that it's all about giving back up into his own community, whether it is non-preneurs or you know, the creative community. Iba's there, and you know we're very thankful that you're here on the show. And, uh, and of course, among, among motorcycle enthusiasts, Iba is probably the star amongst all of them. Having said that, Iba, if you guys are listening here right now, you've got co- comments for Iba, please uh, share them here right now. You've got Lance Luis cabeteño Good evening to all. Lance, thank you so much always for listening to the show. Really appreciate your presence. If you got questions, please feel free to ask Iba here your questions. So let's start off, Iba, uh, with what Works is all about. I mean, the title doesn't seem to, you know, for me, it doesn't link back to the nanopreneur. So maybe <laughs> we can help people better understand what, what Works is all about. When you were pitching this and, and you guys won, what was the pitch that you guys gave for PackWorks? Okay, so there are two
2: questions here. First, why PackWorks, and mm-hmm. that's a different story, and has to do with with finding product market fit and our clients not being comfortable with calling us the pack. <laughs> <laughs> so they added our clients were the ones who added works, but I think we'll we'll get into that later. Sure, sure. Basically that. Over 90% of all retail transactions happen in these micro SMEs and that we are creating a platform that amplifies the Sari Sari store, the distributor and the brand. We've created a tech solution that makes running their business and understanding their businesses across the line more powerful.
3: Wow. Uh, and you can find this right now online. Can you find this on the Apple Play Store, on the Google Play Store? So, we're,
2: um, my, my partner, Hubert Yap, calls us a B2B to B, business to BGC to Binondo. But... <laughs> 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 and what exactly does that so, mean? So, basically, we work through our enterprise partners to get our app out there. And okay. then we work through the sari sari stores, the successful sari sari stores in the communities that activate their smaller Sari Sari stores. So it's not exactly B2C. It's not like anybody can download the app. You're Mm -hmm. kind of pre-vetted by either the brand or a Sari Sari store. So, But we've gotten tremendous traction with that. It also saves us from having to spend a ton of money on Facebook ads and people on the ground doing blitzes. It was an active choice on our part to kind of get the product out in the right hands first. So Got if you're that. interested, you can reach out to us and, and we'll hook you up.
3: Great. Uh, what, what's your website or where, where can they get in touch with you so we can post that on the screen right now? Packworks.io. Got that. Packworks.io. .io. Okay. Now, um, Eva, we're, we're gonna go into it one by one so we get a better understanding of what Packworks is all about. But before that what really great news about Packworks. You just, you guys hit, Two milestones. First, in terms of traction, and the second milestone that you guys just hit is in terms of investment. Tell us a bit more about that, but I'm sure it's very exciting news. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, like you said, I've been doing this for
2: so long, right? And I've kept on... I've had okay startups. I mean, nothing that's, like, exploded, right? But this is the first time that we've gotten all of these international partners to come in and say, you know what, we believe in what you're doing. We see the potential for that market, locally and internationally. We're going to help you out. So Whoa. we, in, locally, we've got Idea Space and Kubo coming in. There are only local investors. Then we've got TechStars Western Union. We're the first investee of ADB Ventures in the Philippines. Wow. As well as. Arise, which is a fund of Finch and MDI Indonesia. They're like globe and smart there. And of course, our lead investor is Fast Logistics and CVC Capital. So really exciting stuff. Next month, RJ, I'm going to ask you if you could please open up your, your calendar and maybe host our announcement, I would really <laughs> Anything be grateful. I'm,
3: but... I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. I can't, can't say no. And of course, you know, what's truly incredible is you just, you're just mouthing off all the different investors coming in and I want to get into that later on for maybe some of the startups you're looking at as well. How, how to actually go about the process of, of getting investors to come in and, and investors with, with Gravitas.
2: Sorry, the other question, I answered one yeah. very long leave. The other question, the milestone. We've gotten product market fit we are now touching 150,000 stores, Sari Sari stores in our network through our b 2 b to b model.
3: This one exactly is, if you don't mind, I know that you know, it's a large universe for Sari Sari stores, but then what's, what is 150 in terms of a percentage of the total Sari Sari stores in the Philippines?
2: Depending on what stats you look at, there are about 1 million to 1.2 million okay. Sari Sari stores in the country. So we're a little past,
3: we're about 12% of the Sari Harry stores. Wow. I want, to say, I want to say hi to my friend, our good friend, uh, David Ledesma, my, my primo David Ledesma, listening to us all the way from uh, Thailand. David, thanks for coming, for chiming in here right now. David Ledesma saying, congrats to Iba. Let's show it over there, Strauss. That's David Ledesma. And what's the interesting thing about David Ledesma that you want to share, Iba Bernardo? Why is this guy such a superstar in Thailand? So he's got his own I'm website. I'm not sure actually. if I can share that here, but <laughs> no, no, David is, uh,
2: David is, is I guess he, he's, he's definitely related to you because he just went, he zigged left when everybody zigged right. No? He started an online YouTube school that is incredibly successful with Ivy League people. He's written books on crypto, but I don't know how that's doing now. But, I mean, David is one of my idols, just
3: doing what, what he wants to do. I know, I know. And David saying David is complimenting us right now by saying, shut up. Thanks so much, David. <laughs> I, did, I, but thank, I didn't share anything. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening to us, David. David. I, we appreciate it, David. Also, you've got uh, another one here, over here, one of your fans, Andres Mantial, saying, I'm an EVA fan with a heart emoji. Thanks so much for listening in here, over here, Andres. And,
2: Andres Andoy is, is part of the, our crew. He's one of the awesome part of our Exicon. He's actually our chief data officer.
3: Ah, uh, very important person. So, so. he
2: wrapped. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I'll just make sure that Iba's on the right track with, with, with what he's trying to say. It doesn't violate, violate any data privacy right now as we go through our discussion. Iba, going back to you right now, okay. You know, listening earlier on about what you guys do over here in Packworks. I mean, it sounds great, but you know what? I often tell people here, sometimes you've got to laymanize things, like people come here for the first time. I mean, these concepts just fly over their head. It's it's all of jargon when it comes out, you know, just saying B2B, some people don't even appreciate that anymore. If I was to explain this to our dads, or to my dad, he's you know, he's 78 years old, he's old school business guy, might not be able to to really fathom what you guys are doing. If you were to explain it in simple language, what exactly do you guys do in Packworks?
2: We created a calculator just for the Sari Sari stores that not only help you understand how much you're making, but will also lend you money, give you insurance, and find the best
3: value for, for your orders. Wow. So, are you like, well, right now, there are different terms. Are you a fintech app? Are you financial inclusion tech app? What, what exactly would you guys, I would say, not. maybe I wouldn't say that. I, wanted, I don't want to say boxing you into a, into a specific category, but more or less. What kind of app are you guys? Are you an e-commerce app? Are you a marketplace app? It being Pride Month.
2: So if we were LGBTQ, we're probably the plus. Our pronouns would be retail tech, fintech, um, supply chain tech, logistics tech. and Because we're an enabler. We're a platform, right? We first connect all of these stores and we're an amplifier. We're not Mm -hmm. a disruptor. So we're about bringing making it more efficient for stores to reach their customers and for other companies, microinsurance brands to reach the stores.
3: Got that. I just want to go back again to our chat box over here saying hi to Charlson Carolina Hermosura. He says over here, good morning, Consul uh, RJ and Idle Eva. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Charlson, our good friend from the isn't, department of isn't foreign Isn't Charlson like an ambassador already? Yes, he is. He, well, practically he's an ambassador right now. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, but I think he's back here right now carl cherson let me know if i'm correct and of course Andres. i think and again i was an eva fan before i even was part of his group grouping yeah, oh, that is very scary address to hear that you're an eva groupie no, but and this is the other interesting thing eva. you know we've had this conversation no the, for taste <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about backworks no and i found pretty interesting when people you know, when they hear about it is that I said, uh, your app is pretty close to other apps as well. You know, I mean, it's, it's slightly touching on what another app does. And you were saying, you know, uh, do you perceive as competition? And you were saying something like nowadays, there's no such thing as really competition in this space. Can you elaborate a bit more on, on what you were trying to communicate to me? So I think there are a lot of
2: great teams out there with some awesome solutions. No? And we look at this, the problem many different ways. Some teams are trying to make it more efficient by creating their own railways, creating their own train stations, their own airports. Other teams are going wide and saying everybody should have a bicycle, right? We're all trying to solve this logistics transport problem. What we're doing is, you know what? Let's give everybody pamasahe and let's let them find their way. So we're, we're amplifying. We're not replacing we are creating clear value for a highly focused group of Sari Sari stores and brands. While the others might be going wider, right? The others might be going much, much deeper by building warehouses and, and doing their own delivery. The others are also, and, and many of them have been guests and I've listened to your show quite a bit, RJ. Um, the others might be creating a parallel multiverse, right? <laughs> of, of, exactly. Of,
3: that, that, in in, in comic book parlance, exactly. Got that, got that.
2: That yeah. mirror the, the Sari Sari store network because it, it doesn't make sense to to go into an inefficient
3: system, right? That's right. Come, we look at the network and we want to amplify it. Okay, very interesting. And I actually want to discuss how you were able to discover this, what I would, what I would often call here on the podcast, the pain point or the underserved opportunity where there's an opportunity to disrupt operations. Basically, that's how tech startup entrepreneurs think but having said that i want to take another step back again no and you know like, like i said even i we've actually known each, known each other for years we were both together in the debate society of Salle. so many years ago we made, we made fools for ourselves debating not doing what you were actually saying but then we made all good friends out of it over here met a lot of great entrepreneurs like david like lex ledesma uh, and, and many other people over here right now but can you share with us a bit more about and this is going to be an interesting story. So we, we're going to go the, the roundabout way as to how we got to Packworx by discussing your own entrepreneurial journey, Eva. That's what I want to find. And, and it's, a, it's an interesting story. That's why I wanted to have you here in the show of how we how we got to Packworx. Because I know that Packworx is not, like you were saying earlier on, it's not your first time around the block. This has been like you've done several startups. And before you discuss your, your journey, what made this one particularly different from all the other startups you're doing? Because that's also very instructive for the other people here right now. I mean, they, they think, you know, first startup fails, I'll stop now. I don't want any more. But you, you said, you know, or let's say that each of your startups had a moderate level of success. What made you think that this startup that you were doing, Pacworks, would be different? What, what, was that? what was the key differentiator or differentiators that made this one different? If you were look at the qualities of what you were putting up all right so um let, let's look at the journey first and then look at the differences now okay great so what is your very first thing what is the very what what is your first let's say what is your first thing that you did before you got into the startup world what what turned you on into entrepreneurship in the first place so my
2: parents are both economists right so they're always looking at different ways of in- incentivizing performance so as a kid i was kind of like uh, <laughs> uh, super microeconomic experiment, right? Let's see if if we minimize his supply of allowance, what will he do if we tell him we'll never get you toys, but we will buy you as many books you know, only books. So, that's how I grew up.
3: So, I would go <laughs> <laughs> and, and buy- I know, and I know his parents, his parents are very, very good friends of mine. Very, very good friends. Uh, Tita Amina, Rasul Bernardo, and of course, uh, Rami Bernardo. Great economists. Guys, Google it if you have to, but these are really great people out there serving the country.
2: So when I was like in, I always had some kind of hustle, right? So when I was like in first grade, I grew up in Switzerland and in the US, I would buy like stuff in bulk, like baseball cards. I didn't know anything about baseball or basketball, and I would sell them. Right and college. Uh, La Salle is a great university for entrepreneurs because you're able to find these little hustles. So I've always been hustling and and finding these small rackets. And I think what really got me into it was for a while. I was one of my first jobs was like as a video game journalist. And I remember uh, that. that. I remember in, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got to you know go meet interview a lot of these incredible game producers all over the world because I was the only one with a visa, right? <laughs> so the opportunity was because I was the only one who could fly to the U.S. to I know, and I could take my own pictures. What is it, What is the name, the name of the magazine that you were doing? It was at that time I was writing for T3 Games Master K Zone, and then I was editor in chief of the Ragnarok Guidebook. Okay, so. I got into, then we started working. I met some people. We started working on video games, like AAA titles. And then from there, that carried on for a bit. We got investors. So that's my first taste of pitching and getting investors.
3: And you were pitching them to to, to buy into, to invest in a video game that you had created. Is that right?
2: No, 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 no. We were, we were working on other people's games. So it was a BPO. I was getting investors to help. Yep. Yep. And from there, I kind of got burned out for game, with games. And I started doing social impact stuff with Lex, a good friend of ours. Started teaching in Muntinlupa in prison. Then I taught third-generation blogger, Smoky Mountain scavengers how to blog and create their own. Because I'm a geek. Eh? That's how I help, right? With technology. You're a, geek, you're a geek for good, in other words. A geek for good, definitely. Definitely. Because what's the point? Then Jim Ayala asked me, because I like motorcycles and he was, he started the solar energy foundation. If I would want to ride around the country for 19 days and visit off grid communities and bring them solar energy. And I said, for sure. We visited 70 off grid communities. And during those 19 days, every single community we visited was a sari sari store that no matter if you had no electricity, you had. No uh, plumbing, no drainage. You're a floating town. There was a Sari Sari store. And so the whole time I'm thinking, okay, now that they have power, what else can I do? 19 days. When I got back to Manila, I lost my job simply because <laughs> they realized they could work without me. And then I, I, I started my first social enterprise and it wasn't, I didn't even know it was a social enterprise. I didn't even know it was an impact startup because there were no names for it yet. And that was Sari Software Solution.
3: Sari Software Solutions.
2: Yep, yep. At the same time, I, I started out some retail outlets. I brought in some brands, Otterbox, PopSocket, Mission Workshop, Bang & Olufsen with some friends. So I understood, like, we, we started one kiosk, and then now we're, like, all over the country. I had no idea how to run, like, these stores, right? Luckily, I had great partners, but I understood the pain points of, of retail, while I was doing these things on the side. And you kind of see how these things plug together, right? Understanding the pain points of a re- retailer, understanding the pain points of off-grid, marginalized communities, and kind of figuring out how technology can help them.
3: And then over here, I just want to say before you continue, we have got your friend Reginald Jr. Velasco saying, hashtag only Books. Eva Russo Bernardo was my childhood friend. Hashtag a geek for good. Hey, well, thanks for listening in, uh, Reginald. Really appreciate that you're picking up these little nuggets of wisdom, even that you're part of his own journey. So, Eva, let's go back though. So, you're picking all these different things. RJ, RJ, yeah, yeah. if I could just uh, reply to. So, the other,
2: and I think you're, we're going to go into this later, right? But sure, sure, go ahead. The other reason why I think we reached so much farther than what I've done, I'm farther than I could imagine, no? Accomplished so much is because at our age, RJ, we have a lot of great smart friends who've built things, right? Andoy was my high school classmate. And I gave him a call and I said, hey, Andoy, I've got um, millions and millions of data points from Sari Sari stores. Can you, can we do something? What do you think? And he's, he's a data scientist. And he was like, oh my God, that's ridiculously cool. And he joined the team. Reggie, at our lowest of the low I literally had like a 3 hour phone call with him he was a childhood friend the guy in the US like I was probably 10 years old and he was like 12 right and I hadn't talked to him in years I had a call with him during the pan- peak pandemic and I was and I knew he had FMCG he had an FMCG background he was with Nestle as a VP and a, a director in Emperador and I said him, I'm doing this thing. It's so painful. We're not, we're not, you know, it, it, it's so difficult to do during the pandemic. Reggie, can you help me out? He volunteered to be our head of growth. And he brought all of his like FMCG know-how to help us grow. Wow.
3: Wow. Really? And Great. Here Thanks so are much. for your... Reggie, I hope right now that he was paying you right now with all the investors coming in. Huh?
2: Over time. Going... Over time.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm forcing them. This is this is they have to clock in and and comment.
3: Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks, guys, for listening in. I want to go back a bit more because one of the points where, you know, where we came together again, because like me, me and Eva were like, you know, we keep on coming back together again, you know, from time to time. We figured, hey, we're supposed to do this together. We're supposed to do this together, right? So, so there was one point that, you know, um, the one point was, was Sari. And I remember I was doing a talk for, for Pure Gold, you know, about building ecosystems or helping like Mercato. And we were talking about Sari. So that was your first sort of like, to my mind, that's your first social impact venture which was also sort of like a startup at the same time. Am I correct to understand that? One? that yeah, was the first yeah, one? I had you know,
2: no idea what, was, what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so tell us, tell, tell us one, be- a bit
3: more about that Sari. So I, I, I want to get into Sari a bit. What is the pain point? And you, you, and you were a bit confused, you know, so, some of the people starting off in the startup world understand, you know, it doesn't always, differ. your first one isn't your, your best one, right?
2: So I'm, I'm, uh, after I did the Ride for Light and I was jobless, right? My partners are uh, still great friends realized they didn't need me. And I realized I really didn't want to go to Makati day in and day out and do the grind. I wanted to to create something that helped people. But also made money, right? I, I didn't want to work in a nonprofit because I didn't believe that it was easy to scale those solutions. So I knew I needed to create a business, a business that made money that so that we could help more people. And I didn't know it was called Well I well ng social enterprise nun de so I just had come from a dinner and I was outside and this guy approached me who was in that dinner. He had helped the Solar Energy Foundation uh, with logistics across the country, delivering the solar energy units. And he asked me what I did. And that was the hardest question anybody had ever asked me because I was in between things, right? And then I started telling him about all of the social impact stuff I was doing, and I and, didn't. And, this is the first time
3: you weren't even using the word social impact. You just you no, just, no, no.
2: I was just telling him like, oh, I, I go yeah. to prisons, I teach prisoners, uh, I, I bring solar units to Sari Sari stores, and teach like third generation scavengers in Smoky Mountain how to document their lives. And this guy's probably, you know, he, this guy's kind of weird, right? So he he gives me his card. He goes, hey, if you have any ideas, drop by. And 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 we can chat, and he gets into a Camry. Uh, and then um, a few days later, I, I, I have an idea for creating apps that will help these off-grid, well, these Sari Sari stores. Because if my three-year-old niece could use an uh, an app, this is over 12 years ago, right? If a, my three-year-old niece could use an app, then a Sari Sari store could if you created it the right way. I give this guy a call. He, he's nicest person. I don't know who he is, all right? I'm just like... And it turns out he's this incredible guy named Jun C and he's, he's the head of a conglomerate called Tau Corp. And I go to his office. I'm like, wow, this is fancy. And he, he doesn't look like he's a fancy person, right? Super chilled, super low key. And we just start chatting and he goes, you know what? Let's do this together. Come up with a budget, come up with a, a plan and then, and then let's, let's figure it out. And that's how Sari started. Oh. I don't think I've ever shared that story. Well, it's an
3: exclusive here on the podcast, then. <laughs> now, uh, before you continue, I want to just say, say hi to a couple of other people over here. Uh, we've got Marjorie Rubio, the founder of uh, Beck CS. And uh, hello, Idol Argentina. I don't know if you met her. She was on the show a couple of a couple of weeks ago. She's, she's disrupting the startup world by creating customized logistics solutions for people. And last night, uh, both her and I, we just... We just won last night in the asia sme circle awards for the asia leaders congratulations so really RJ and Marjorie. yeah and eva that's why i like doing this this podcast because it's it's also time for me to connect the dots and i think that her logistics solutions might work very well in the network that packworks is trying to create so hopefully you guys get together find a way to work together over there hi also to henorio Oyales uh, reyes hi boss eva and idol rj Thanks so much uh, for listening to you over. Thanks so much for listening as well. And lo, lo, Eva. Awesome innovation, Eva. Yeah, really awesome. So Eva, let's go back again now. When you talk to Sar- to, the, to, to the Tao people, what exactly were you pitching? What was that? I mean, maybe the word spring point wasn't quite there yet, but what were you trying to do at the start uh, with Sari? Was that, that was the germinational of C that led to Packworth, but initially, what was it supposed to be? So
2: based on my experience riding around the country, visiting these communities and visiting these sari-sari stores the easiest and most successful businesses were sari-sari stores right they're ne- they're not only sari-sari stores are are social enterprises in a way right mm-hmm. they provide food and products and opportunities to the communities no matter where you are in the pandemic oh, sila ng kung oh, oh. Ano, oh. Diba? so they are
1: Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing from step by step guidance to suggested plugins bluehost makes wordpress wonderful for everyone go to bluehost.com/wondersuite
2: food to the country and r- clean drinking water so i thought all right if you can create a network effect of these sari-sari stores then there's something there then i started looking at their pain points and trying to figure out all right how do we what's our foot in the door value proposition when it comes to technology because at that time um smartphones were relatively new Mm -hmm, right and we're only looking at mga, mga kitkat android versions they were still a little expensive internet was a little bit more expensive at that time and we needed to find a way to get them data get them a mobile device and then provide the app so imagine how much friction that is exactly but that app has to make the money to pay for the internet and pay for the mobile device. So timing is also a huge part of the success. I learned a lot back then, but the timing is right now.
3: So in other words, so Sari was your first, was sort of like your pre, uh, pre-Packwork, what Packwork would become was what Sari was initially.
2: Yep, and thankfully I had awesome partners. Like, like, uh, Tao, and they actually allowed, have recently allowed me to use the IP and things that we created
3: back then in, in Packworks. Got it. Got it. So that's so what the happened? other thing, having great yeah. people. But, you to, but I think, I guess you attract, I mean, my presumption is that you do attract great people if you're doing something with a great why, you know? So, I mean, they naturally sort of gravitate, gravitate to you because they can see the, the purity of the intention of the person creating it.
2: Yeah. Good people attract good people, man. We seek our, we seek our level. Exactly. So uh, I, I try and attract smarter people than myself, not because I want to learn from them, but because I, I want to think less.
3: <laughs> you, and I, you and I both, but they're talking about thinking less. You've got Mikhail Bernardo over here in the chat box. Do you know Mikhail Bernardo? Yeah, I know. Go Eva, go RJ. Thanks so much uh, for listening, Mikhail. He's so actually he's helping, helping us down. out. Yeah. Well, we'll stick him up there, Strauss, so we can see his comment. No, that's the other one. But raw, uh, right? So the company profile impressive. us, Marjorie from Vexy, yes. And let's also show the comment, uh, Strauss, from Mikhail. Go, Iba, go, RJ. Padaman mabasa ni Strauss? How ni Mikhail if he take a look at this again? So, um, Iba, that's very interesting. So I want to, I want to know right now so also people can learn from this one. What happened to Sari? So it, it was ahead of its time. It didn't work out. Did you put it to sleep? Did you talk to the investors, say, what, what happened uh, at that point?
2: So what happened with Sari was we needed to make money. So we spent, we had created, okay, so we had created these simple, there's complexity in, in creating something simple. It's incredibly <laughs> hard to create something simple, right? So we created this incredibly complex platform that helped micro entrepreneurs, MSMEs. And you can see this happening now with a lot of great startups. And to make money, we started getting clients like Mr. Donut, right? For kiosks, that kind of thing. And again, keep in mind, this is 12 years ago. And we worked with Globe, they sold it. And I think you were brand uh, ambassador Oh, I remember for... that, I remember
3: that, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
2: So Globe started selling our solutions, but I had built a team that wanted to help Sari Sari stores. Not do business solutions for franchises and, and for, for telcos to sell. And we were all incredibly unhappy, even though it was generating revenue. So imagine that was an, it, that could have been its own startup, right? But then you have to align with why you're doing it. You're right. You, you, what is your why? Our why wasn't to make money. Our why, that was part of it, but our why was trying to, was to make money and help communities. And we were unhappy with just 50% of our why. So we decided to, to exit and do our own thing afterwards. So Dell Bros um, got in Globe. Uh, we passed over our revenue-generating clients and our IP to them. And then I decided to do something else.
3: So you, got to, you, got to, you guys got to cashed out because it, it was a part yeah. of your why. Yep. Very, yep. very interesting. So I mean... Uh, it, it, it's not a common experience for many people. You know, sometimes they'll go, you know, well it's making money. I might as well stay over here. So uh, I think what people can learn over here is that even though, I mean, from your own experience, even if it's making money, it doesn't mean that you love it. <laughs> and, and you're saying that if you continued, it, you guys would not have been happier in the longer term, or you couldn't have pivoted the business to something that you would have liked more. It's
2: the contract I made with my people, right? That this is why we're doing it. And if, I was unhappy and they were unhappy. Um, honestly, I, I didn't see the point in, in continuing. Not that, not and that. RJ, we RJ, you and I are very lucky. We're very privileged, right, to make these decisions and make these bets. And, and we don't really have to worry about, um, you know, a roof over our head or, I mean, we, we're, no matter what happens, we can afford ng make So it, it gives us a lot of freedom to make these, these decisions. I don't think, I think I'm, I'm blessed to be able to make that kind of decision. And my team was talented enough to have other opportunities. If it was reversed, and there are a lot of people in the team that needed this opportunity, then I might have thought twice.
3: Got that. Iba, I know that aside from well, I want to say, uh, Krishna Ayuso commenting also as well in the chat box, I was attracted to join Packworks when I met Iba. Wow, Iba, you're such an attractor. I didn't realize how attractive you were.
2: Krishna is our head of people and culture, and and she has cr- helped craft this incredibly inclusive and 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 value adding organization. So and and also I'm 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 paying her extra to post <laughs> fifty <laughs> pesos. How <laughs> it post from the team?
3: To comment over here, right? Thanks so much. Yeah, yep. of, her game, man, part of her KPIs over here. Oh uh, yep. and then I like this also Marjorie. Thanks so much for, for coming in again. Marjorie saying over here, yes, businesses focused on ESG and sustainability will be the drivers of the industry now. So glad I tuned in. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's why I brought people on the show, Marjorie, because it's exactly what we're looking at over here. Now, Iba, I know that, the, I mean, before getting to, Pac- I mean, finally, to park works. You no, know, I, I, I know you have a few other business detours. You went to the motorcycle. I would say sales business, and you also went also at the same time into selling your the 3D glasses that you had. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, VR headsets and, and, and creating oh, content for museums. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us a bit. I mean, if you feel not mind. Let, let's get into that as well because I want to see how that, that finally impacted uh, coming back here to what you're doing for for Buckworks.
2: You and I are the Buck Rogers generation, right? You and I grew up when there were only four TV stations. And we were the remote control. RJ, palitan mo yung station, diba That's how we grew up. And watching, and I know you're a geek like me, and watching sci-fi, Star Trek, and Star Wars, not Star Wars. Star Wars is fantasy, but more Star Trek and Buck Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. You can, you imagine the future. And hanggang ngayon, I'm still doing that. I, I think I live in the future, right? I can talk to my house, my 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 thing is 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 electric i'm not, i'm not sure if i can mention it right my my motorcycle is electric we we have the capability to ima- and dream even more to build that future but we come from a philippine context right you see tesla and you think wow that's awesome but that's not going to work here until you build that infrastructure so electric motorcycles is the way to go right electric tricycles you think of these technologies that are being created in the first world. And I love imagining ways it can help people who don't have access to those technologies, but you have to scale it down. So when Google came out with uh, mobile maybe, maybe, the, maybe, was maybe the one you don't scale it down, but scale it differently. I mean- Scale it differently, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we created award-winning VR experiences for the Ayala Museum and the National History Commission with Ambith Ocampo, we did the Alden Richards VR concert it was like we won the New. We we got sorry. We didn't win. We lost to Elon Musk. We got nominated for a New York uh, Festival's TV and Film uh, Award, but we lost the stupid rocket. But okay, lang no bad feelings, <laughs> Elon.
3: Yeah, and again, that's, that's, yeah. That, that, that technology just for people listening. That's called IM Cardboard. Can you, can you show that again? Iba the IM Cardboard uh, that you have over there. I think this is um, Oculus, but
2: yeah, um, I don't have one here. But then, yeah, I am cardboard. That's a, that's another project. A, you over know what there. You, yeah. It's a Pinoy-driven innovation, and we've sold a million, more than a million of those headsets all over the world. So it's really looking at pain points, right? Looking at pain points in an emerging market, and, and trying to imagine and dream of a world where your end state, like what is the Sari Sari Store of the future? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a place where people can find jobs. It's a place when a typhoon hits it instantly becomes a disaster relief center it's a place wherein if your dad is working or your mom is working abroad it's where you can get your allowance and your lunch yeah there's so much potential if we can connect them
3: great i think it's also what, what people can learn over here is that you know it's contextualizing things right i mean yeah a lot of great opportunities but it doesn't mean i mean but people often think there's only a lot of great opportunities abroad you know or somewhere else but as an entrepreneur you go if you're able to contextualize the opportunities there are a lot over here if you're able to look at them from an entrepreneur's eyes and from yours it's like a tech entrepreneur looking at the future here in the philippines and seeing not not exact pain points also but it's really seeing what is the potential for this market right or what is the potential for this industry that that's really uh, what i'm seeing from this discussion over here the last product which i want people to know about motorcycles how do you get, i mean you're a big motorcycle guy you've got your own podcast Uh, on motorcycles can you plug it a bit feel free to plug your motorcycle podcast for just a bit all right so big thanks to
2: podcast network asia talking about great friends ronster and attorney joseph who also happens to be our our lawyer for packworks um they gave me a platform and during the pandemic uh our our podcast two niner rider was the only thing that kept me really sane um and and be able to hang out with friends right bianca the best producer out there. Sorry, Strauss, but uh, Bianca rocks. <laughs> and Henorio, man, wherever I am, he's one of our number one fans. So yeah, we got to talk about motorcycles, dream about riding, and thankfully now we can ride a bit more. So yeah, I'm lucky to do really do what I like. And, and, and kind of see, it's not about innovation for innovation's sake. Mm-hmm. It's about how do we solve pain points? And how do we add value? How do we leave the world a better place, man? And I,
3: you're doing the same thing. Well, thanks, Eva. And I want to just ask you also, um, for you guys, no, what, what, is it, what is it about motorcycles that you're doing? I remember before you were distributing motorcycles, so you, you opened up a motorcycle store. Mm-hmm. So all riders are mayabang.
2: Right, Henorio? All riders, I mean, if you're going to get on a big motorcycle, <laughs> mayabang ka. So I'm going to toot my own uh, horn a bit, but one of the reasons KTM is being manufactured here in the Philippines is because... And give give, give, give the back. What is KTM? So people know what KTM is. KTM is an Austrian motorcycle brand. It's one of the best in the world, right? So before, it's just made in, in, in Europe, and now the Ayala Group is making them here. That's in, for export. We're building the best motorcycles in the world in the Philippines for export. That's incredible. And and the regional head of KTM, I was like their secret shopper. He flew into the Philippines He asked me, how's the brand doing? I'm like, eh, it's not doing that well with the previous distributor. And then he goes, you know what? I, I got to find another distributor. And ako mayabang ako. So I was like, oh, you know what? You should talk to the Zabel brothers. They love motorcycles. Like, like they remember me, right? And I've ridden with them a couple of times. But so the next week, the Austrian embassy reaches out to them. So I, 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 I like to pretend um, I, had, I had a little part in that. So fast forward to a couple of years later, they, I asked if I could be a distributor and they said yes. So for a while, I was able, I was selling KTM motorcycles. I had a dealership. Wow.
3: Interesting entrepreneurial journey. I like all the little detours that you took. And uh, finally, with all these detours, with all these things that you're doing, let's finally get to how did Works come about? Okay. So you can earn my keep and my shares. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So all those bits and pieces, how did they start fitting in and and evolve into what Packworks is right now today Uh,
2: with great difficulty. difficulty. So after my whole Sari thing, I was kind of burned out with uh, the startup things. I said, I don't want to do a startup anymore. I want to create a real business. Uh, like a, like a restaurant or something like, you know what I mean? That, that doesn't have a big vision. And we, 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 because I had experience already at that point with enterprise solutions, I wanted to do something focused on, on ERP solutions, enterprise resource planning. So, so we started working with like Ayala. We created the, the ERP for their automotive guys. Um, we started doing stuff for uh, Coase and, modern trade like Dyson and, and so on and so forth. And we, had a, we were doing a decent living and then pandemic hits. And that destroys everything. In the meantime, I had that tiny itch that I still wanted to help Sari Sari stores. So we started working with brand principles. And at that time, pre-pandemic, we were in about 5,000 Sari Sari stores. And I was happy. I was like, oh, we're helping 5,000 Sari Sari stores run their business. Pandemic hits our big clients, the ones we're making money from because the sari sari stores aren't making us money. Everything shut down, right? So we have a ton of ARs. We don't know where our next paycheck is going to come from. We had to close our physical office. Like many, we're not unique, but when we started looking at the, our, our, the data and our credit card bills, because the, our servers getting more and more expensive, right? the Sari Sari store usage had increased to about 60,000 in the first six months of the pandemic. And then a year into the pandemic, and we're only a team of 20 people Mm -hmm. with no money. (laughs) A year into the pandemic, we're at 100,000 or so. And then we, we, we make a decision that totally changed the direction of the company. It was like, all right, there's this thing that keeps on growing, but it's costing us money. We can't afford it. We can't do it alone. Do we stop doing that? And do we go with e-com or something? Do we do we create like a Shopify for, for these online Viber businesses? And we decide and we realize we can't do it alone. So it's tough, man. We're borrowing money from my co-founder's mom and I, I'm lending money so that we hit payroll there's a lot of screaming among partners not really at each other but it's just like <laughs> right screaming per se yes yeah, some, and, and some of us like coming close to breaking down no? yeah yes
3: and and, it's, it's nothing it's nothing it's nothing new for all of us who are founders or running. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: and we just keep on pitching and 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 reaching out to people and and saying, is this something that interests you? Our, the first version of our deck, I think we got rejected like 20, 25 times, right? And then on the, the 26th or 35th time, or I, I don't even remember, we iterated every single time based on the feedback of the people that we're talking to. And on like the 35th go, IdeaSpace Kubo says, hey, here's $5,000. And we're like, oh, cool, right? And we'll, we'll give you some mentoring. Immediately after that, we're talking to ADB, the next meeting. So 35, 36, ADB's like, you know, you guys are onto something. We'll 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 help you. We can't lead, but we'll we'll do a pre-seed. Wow. Um, and then immediately after that, the thirty seventh meeting was with Techstars. And we're just we're just lining wow. up. Wow, with, with Techstars already, huh? Yeah? yeah, and we got in, right? And then the dude. So it's just like you just need to keep on iterating and iterating and pivoting and learning. And just you have to keep, you have to make a career out of it. We weren't, we we're like in zombie automatic mode now. Any, any person and the beauty of, okay. I, I, maybe beauty is wrong, but the opportunities brought about by the pandemic was we no longer had to go fly wherever for meetings. Tech mm-hmm. stars pre pre-pandemic required us, to go to, to Colorado, right, to do the accelerator program. Because of the pandemic, we could do it from the Philippines and only spend one, a couple of weeks at the tail end. And the beauty of that was we had the best mentors all, from all over the world, and I was able to bring our exacom. And at the same time, as we were going through this and we we're getting yeses, we had Reggie say yes, I'll help you out. We had Andoy say yes, we had Krishna say yes. Because not, And then they knew we didn't have the resources yet. They did it because the why was clear. And I'm incredibly grateful to them. So yeah, I'm getting a little teary sharing it, but um, now we've- you know, well, Let 20, me wipe the tears,
3: let me wipe the tears
2: <laughs> Now at Now uh, from 20, we're over 50 people. Bravo, man, bravo. And- because we're, we're, we're coming from a place that was very lean and very difficult, we got the right people, right? We had, we, it's like we had gone through war together. And, and you know this, Arja, you you've heard a whole bunch of entrepreneur pain stories during the pandemic. I mean, you were very active in helping entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners during the pandemic. So I'm not telling you anything new, but yeah, and and, and now, I just I mean, just looking at the people here, like Alan. He's our head of marketing. We've built a triple A team. Now, Alan's worked in Indonesia, China. He was with Mullen Low and helped run nationwide campaigns. Now, we've got this. We're incredible. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky.
3: Wait, can we close up on the tiers right now, Strauss? We need to capture this mode for you. But, but, Iba. I, I, I mind, I'm, I'm going to ask, uh, I don't know if, this, if it's a technical question, but right now, as you bring in all these different investors, people often ask, and this becomes a bit of a complicated question, what does the cap table look like? Or when we say cap table, it just means that, what's the ownership table look like when you've got so many investors coming in and how do you basically protect it? Because you're right at a pre-seed, but you've got Series A coming up, Series, hopefully Series B, hopefully a Series C coming in. What can you say, how do you, how do you actually position each of these investors coming at different stages so that you still have control of the company. When you look at, okay, so there are two ways you pick your cap table. One is like
2: picking ninongs for a wedding. No? When, when I got my ninongs and ninangs, it, it was people who I knew I could reach, I could talk to and get advice. And, and, and that person would invest time in, in trying to help me figure out the problems that, that I'm facing because, you know, Grace, uh, no, I'm just kidding. She's probably watching. <laughs> but, and that's how you kind of look at investors, right? You look at, all right, well, this person can help me in my personal life because they have incredibly successful marriage and they're happy and not. And, and this person might not have a successful marriage, but he's really good in business or she's really good in business, right? Or this person is, is, is strong in the academe. And and you know what? I'm, I want my kid to go to Harvard. She's a, she's on the, no. But, and it's the same thing with investors. You want to have a nice balance. So earlier I said ADB was an investor and they're great because they look at ESG, right? They, they look at impact alongside. You okay, uh, have to explain a bit more ESG for people coming across
3: the term for the first time. So they look at how you company helps people how oh, it I'm impacts community what does esg mean also as well so people can get a better appreciation maybe
2: one of the team can comment <laughs> 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 and, and uh, was it environment social good well the so we'll they look bit. yeah we'll take a look but yeah. anyway keep on going Eva. yeah so they look at how you measure impact are you helping communities as well as if you're making money on the flip side we have an institutional investor Fast Logistics, they know logistics inside and out. They distribute products, FMCG goods all over the country. So having them on board and being partnered with a private equity group means it's really about the money, right? And these are our top two investors, people who we'll we'll be listening to, and we know that they will be bumping heads. They will have different perspectives on direction of, compa- of the company. So they balance each other out. It's also the way I look at my parents. My mom and dad are both economists, but my mom does adult list literacy in conflict areas. And my dad is an economist for like, you know, Ayala Group and, and, and stuff like that. So they're, they're both coming from the same place, but our dinners are really exciting because they have different perspectives. And I think that's, that. that's important. Will they, but they both, both my parents want to help me, right? And they're arguing over how they will help you and the direction of my life. And that's, I think how you look at investors.
3: They don't have to be the same type. It's, you look for a balance. Got that, got that. Uh, Iba, I wish we had a lot more time and I want to get into things a bit more. I didn't realize we're almost uh, running for an hour here right now on the show. And a lot of thanks so much for listening in. See Andres, Krishna, Marjorie, listening in, really appreciate all the feedback. Keep, keep them coming. Now, Eva, I want to go a bit more Also, people listening here right now, entrepreneurs as well, saying, wow, Sari uh, Sari ecosystem. You know? There's so much things that you can do. What have you seen? What have you spotted from your sort of like generalist perspective of where other entrepreneurs can still come and play in that, in that big field that, you've, that, you, that you're in here right now, like you said, here, I'm just saying, what does ESG mean? Environment, social, and governance. Okay, guys, you don't know not two what ESG means. Two, two
2: okay. out of three. So got
3: I, I got the environment and social, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Now going back, so where, 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 can, where do you see other entrepreneurs? Where can they still play in that field and then still contribute? So there are two things we're
2: doing. One is we're not disrupting, right? We're not taking away opportunities. We are connecting and building a platform that connects Sari Sari stores all over the country. It's an open platform, which means if there are entrepreneurs out there, there are startup people who want to plug into that platform to help these Sari Sari stores, it could be anything from, if you guys have uh, like Marjorie, maybe we can look at logistics. If there's somebody who's got like a Fiverr type startup, we can plug you in. Because we are an open platform, we fought very hard to be an open open platform. And we're open to piloting, right? Different types of of services to these Sari Sari stores. There There are a lot of pain points in these communities that having a digital footprint in them can help bring different services. So we're the first step. We need other people to help us build it out and add more value to these sari sari stores
1: got
3: that Iba. and then finally as we as we continue to wrap up this discussion there's been so much you know over here a lot of great learnings for people listening like i said uh one of the great things about talking to you is that you've you've, you know you you've done everything from you know media work to to really entrepreneurial work to doing social impact so many different experiences over time but they you know I often tell people nothing is lost when you're an entrepreneur. Any anybody give that you've done, I was a brand manager before I, I do media here right now. I mean, all these different backgrounds play into what you are as an entrepreneur right now because you sort of take different things over there. And, but for you, if you you were gonna share some of the hacks that you've gained over the years from all the industries that you've been in, what would be like your three biggest business slash life lessons for entrepreneurs listening to us here right now?
2: One, always see how you can add and not subtract. No, and regardless of entrepreneurship, any, any relationship, I always want to give more than I take. The other thing is good people, like I said earlier, attract good people. You want to elevate and have like-minded people around you. I guess evil also attracts evil, which is, you know, <laughs> politics, um, but yeah, I think, I think good people attract good people. And lastly. Don't ask, don't get. Everything that we've done, wala nang pare. You, you only realize this when you're at the lowest of the low. But people really want to help out. Don't be ashamed to reach out for it. And, and like, I mean, how did I build this, this? Why do we have this such a great team of people is because I asked for help. I didn't put a post on on Job Street or on caliber saying i need awesome people i reached out and i asked for advice so don't be afraid to ask for help like i do with you
3: <laughs> all the time and, and I, I do with you as well actually even i was supposed to do a startup before it didn't come to pass but it was a great way for me to start exercising how to think like a like a startup founder i mean that, that, that for me that was a c for me actually and you guys, oh, so this is what you do so this is how it's like you know this is the mindset that you have to have because it's, it's very different from people who have come from a more traditional business setup and how you think about it. it's not, I often say it's not linear. You can't think in a linear process, or you can't also think that, okay, uh, you can't wait until you get into business and and then think that you can, you can, you can expect all the failure scenarios before you put it up. Sometimes you necessarily have to fail so that you can iterate from that failure and, and get better. So a lot of different ways to think about business. And I have to thank you, Eva for helping me broach me or, or, or you know help me enter into this startup community in the first place and better understand it. Again, thanks so much, Eva Bernardo, Eva. Again, let's place again, Eva. Uh, if you want to collaborate, Eva here right now, Eva. If there are people who want to collaborate, where can they get in touch with you?
2: You can reach me at uh, no, uh, just PM me on Messenger. Okay, PM <laughs> on Iba, yeah. That's
3: Eva Bernardo, Bernardo. Uh, on Messenger or also on uh, on on Facebook or even on, on LinkedIn. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Yep, yep. This has been the RG Odessa Podcast. And again, please do listen to Eva's uh Tune in the Writer podcast, also here in Podcast Network Asia, guys. Thanks for being here. I'll see you on the next podcast of the RG Odessa Podcast. Thanks so much, Eva. Thanks, RJ. Bye guys. Thanks, guys.